Dodging Death presents Films. Can you see what I've got? Oh, you have the P. Price name dropper book. P. Price name dropper. Which... It's about bloody time. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, well, we we did say it'd be the um, it'd be the subject of the first episode <laughs> of Dodging Death presents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. I've got to be honest with you. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna. Um, are, are you are you diving straight in with this? Uh, shall we dive straight in? Oh, you might as well at this point. I mean, well, oh, Ryan, I think people have preempted what you're going to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, it's a difficult read, so it's not it's not a binge read. Uh, shall I say name? Is it? Dropper. I thought it'd be a page turner. Oh, a page turner. That's the word. That's the phrase I was looking for. Binge reader. That's a very Gen Z uh, thing to say. That. Oh yeah, I've been, I've been um, <laughs> Netflix culture. That isn't it. That complete has consumed me. Yeah. Um, so I have I have started reading it though. Okay. Um. But so I've read uh, the foreword by um by Paul O'Grady. I, I, I believe it's forward. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. Forward. Is there enough? For me, there's not enough difference between forward as in like the opening of a book, the opening yeah. preamble, yeah, and like the direction of of moving, you know, in advance. Oh, so, going forward. I see what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I mean. I, I think, and I, I think there needs to be a more of a you know um, who like this chat dent. Susie Dent, see, this is where when Paul's out the picture, Paul and Josh are out the picture, and and I'm giving more more time. I'm I'm I'm, I'm trying to put Dent get get uh, get. We Dent can on get board. into the minutia of grammar. <laughs> <laughs> this is what the people have been yearning for, yeah, Ryan. I'm putting a dent in this podcast. Oh, I'm, here we I go. Susie We've Dent started strong. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. So what 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 I'm trying to say to you, yeah, is that I've read. Um, Paul O'Grady's opening like five pages to, okay. to, to, uh, of of P Price. I would name say proper. O'Grady is quite a good booking for Price. You, oh, I th- I I could have called that really. I, if I if I if someone says who wrote the for the forward, should we say yeah? Forward, four words. Oh, I, I don't like that word at all. Four word is ridiculous. Yeah, I'm, I, and it it is ridiculous. Too much emphasis, but <laughs> I, I I need to get in touch with Susie Dent just to see if she can. Oh, well, you say word. that, but her book has been recalled, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we're talking about this on the spin-off and not on the um, and not on the actual dodging there. No, I know, but it but too we're too deep into the black and white word, aren't we? <laughs> Paul doesn't like this chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, this is very much how you may not know this tom hanks has released a book all about typewriters yeah i do you know what i didn't know that isn't there about like the journey of a typewriter like yeah different, like so it's essentially he's done the forrest gump story if he if forrest gump was a typewriter <laughs> <laughs> what if what if a typewriter was in vietnam <laughs> but the thing is it, much like the way the listeners don't really come to us for we're discussing today <laughs> I don't go to Tom Hanks for my typewriter info. Who do you go to for your typewriter info? I don't know. It's just, do, you have, do you have a source? Do you have, no, do you have a dealer? Currently, if, if I was to do like a, a family tree of people's faces, that one, you'd have the, um, the Twitter egg emoji. <laughs> you know, just the blank space. <laughs> yeah, no, no one fills that role. 
<laughs> it, it's a void waiting to be filled. <laughs> Maybe Hanks. Why? Why shouldn't it be? I know. Well, he's the only one. He's he's carved out his niche, hasn't he? To be no, he has. Yeah. Hanks uh, to as a foreshadow to people will be coming up a lot in my list today. Oh, so yeah. uh, so shall shall we just say then that um we didn't we don't think there's enough um it, enough content within Paul O'Grady's forward forward. No, no, no. Um, I, I agree sustain, with that. To sustain like the forty five minutes or so that we normally do for these things. Yeah. Which which means which means um We're yeah. gonna have to come up with plan B. Uh, yet again. Yeah, so yet again. Uh, yeah, plan B too. Yeah. So a false start, another <laughs> false start. <laughs> Which is handy because I've already got a recording of you saying a false start. I can just redo that. <laughs> so so that means though, but what I would like this this podcast to be though, this the spin-off. This, this particular episode or No, no, just as a whole, that there's always the threat of P price. P price content can just sort of seep in. It's a it's a it's the seedy undercurrent of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, he, he he could come at any time. There yeah. could just be a P price jump scare. Uh, the, P price is very much a Kato of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> it. it is at, at, out of nowhere. P price you to see him coming to the back of my in, in, into my bedrooms. Ah, no. Yeah. P price. If, if you're the P, Peter Falk wasn't um, the Pink Panther, was he? No, he was. Um, he was Columbo. Peter Sellers. Sellers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Maybe Paul could take on that role of the Kato character, <laughs> but he could be like. In dressed up as P Price, so we'd have like like a grey buzz cut. Oh, see, yeah. I like this. The thing is, though, in Paul's current state of you know his lack of general working out and health, now I feel like we'd hear the heavy breathing as he comes up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what I would say though, on, on P Price's book, the, yeah. the front cover, yeah. so um, he's sort of got like an um, Napoleon esque like. Um, Military, oh, military I guard, see. Like yeah, I General during uh, the Napoleonic Wars. Well, the thing I'm getting from this cover, I think one of the worst things in the world, other than watching somebody sing, <laughs> is when they have the collar over the suit jacket. Ooh, oh, I hate the collar that, over the suit that jacket. That is an interesting observation. That yeah, and, yeah, uh, and and I'm with you. It's appalling. I no, also don't like the way. So as you move um, this book into like into the light, is it hologrammed? The gold, like um, the gold etchings on his um, what's it, what's it called? On the lapel, on the lapel, yeah, the gold etchings on the lapel sort of shine. Oh, sort of I like, like, I like that element to it. No, I think, I, I think it's a bit tacky. Well. Aren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'd say that's that's that that's sort of the P price chat of, okay. of this, of this yeah, yeah. episode. But yeah. we have this episode is themed. We've come with something of a plan. There is a plan. There, there is something to, to knit this thing together and make yeah. a difference yeah. from our general... from the, the normal chat. Yeah, from the other Dodge and Death episode where there's a third person. Yeah, yeah. Just to, yeah. the, the Kato, which you know isn't actually yeah. the Kato could be in this episode, mm. but he'd be as P Price and he wouldn't have his own Zoom tile. <laughs> Do you know, so like, <laughs> what I'm trying to say, yeah, tell is me that in the Dodge and Death Presents episodes, there's only two Zoom tiles mm. while, we're, while we're in tier three restrictions, of course. When when we go down beyond in, this, 
yeah in, at some point in a year's time yeah we could go back to you know being in the same room mm. and we'll have the kato character in that instance behind the curtain yeah yeah much so like more... the wizard <laughs> Anyway, do you want to introduce the theme? Okay, I feel it's about time. Yeah. Um, And don't forget, listeners, if you're unaware of what this Dodging Death presents is, it's where we take a subject and we're not necessarily mining for the gags. I just wanted to make that clear in case you're listening thus far wondering what's happening. (laughs) 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 So... Um, there. Uh, we we both, Ryan, are very big film fans, as we've sort of alluded to in in the P Price preamble. Have we? I mean, we said Tom Hanks and we said the Pink Panther. Oh got, no, no, that's I, true. I, yeah, I, that's I true. God, who was who was the main character? Who was yeah. Inspector Clouseau on the yeah, Pink yeah. Panther? Yeah. I um I of course studied film and TV production for two years. Mm, studies are loose. That's term. um that's coming handy now, hasn't it? <laughs> I think you encountered film and TV in what was described as an academic setting rather than studied. No, if you want somebody, Ryan, to write a heavily padded essay on the mise-en-scene of a scene, I am your man. (laughs) Well, I also, though, Jordan, while while studying for my English degree, I I I took a few few film modules as part of that course. So I, I have also written... The heavily padded essay on the mise en scène. Well, I feel like I feel like both of these essays were written with the word count open. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of redundant sentences are in those uh, essays. I, no, I, I, I absolutely. When I get a word count, I always like massively <laughs> go over it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's like it's sort of a, a, a shambolic level just how much i i supersede the way it's almost given. obnoxious how much yeah you yeah it's it. like why and i'm aware i'm already i'm halfway through and i'm already double the work i'm like why are you continuing with this you need you need to be editing as you're writing you Ryan. wrap it up now yeah. <laughs> yet you still haven't made your main point <laughs> And we still haven't got into the subject of this. <laughs> no, this is essentially the foreword of this episode. Yeah, with, with this episode, should we call "We Need an Editor." <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, though, the whole point of an editor is to trim the fat. I feel like it could be a very short episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a lot of chewy fat, hasn't it? To, to, it's a bad, it's a bad bit of bacon. This so is far. a very cheap cut. <laughs> <laughs> it's an unidentifiable piece of meat, really. Isn't like what animal did this come from? <laughs> we we've been to your littles for this episode. <laughs> yeah, it's like a weird hybrid between the grey squirrel and a rat. <laughs> Right, so we both like films. Film buffs, shall we say? Film buffs. We've both studied them to a certain kind of academic level that mm. won't really be playing a part of this episode. Mm. Can we can we call can we self-describe ourselves as experts? I I would say so, you know, considering I have my framed diploma up here in the office. <laughs> 
<laughs> my distinction level in um, Liverpool Media Academy film and TV. <laughs> we're, we're a budget camo than Mayo. <laughs> <laughs> you call me a salvi salad cream. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I feel like you can adopt the the um the care mode persona. I'll be quite dismissive of everything you say throughout this. <laughs> you know, no, but I feel like you've got care modes like uh, you and your you and care mode are rocking a similar a, a similar oh, bonnet. That's true, actually. Yeah, you, um, you, he's he's got lovely hair. Does care mode? Yeah, it, it it's it's also got that like the the the, the back comb and sort mm. of a rigid a, structure, a, a swoosh to the side, but um. Mm. You could say um, overly clayed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that, just that, that's just a bit too much in there. But would you describe yours as overly clayed? Now, let's talk about... <laughs> <laughs> um, so, this, so this episode, there is a very popular podcast, um, doesn't fall under the improv category, which really has a very similar death theme to our own show. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't necessarily completely taken from that. What we're going to do? No, no. But we, nevertheless, we will give credit to um to to Brett Goldstein. Is it? Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll give him some credit for what we've got planned. No, I don't think we need to. <laughs> okay, well, forget <laughs> it then. <laughs> no, I think I think we sort of we've moved away from that to say to to a level now where we don't really need to pay we've distance much. from. Okay, well, yeah. well, I, but I take that back. So this episode, well, let's explain it. <laughs> this episode, we are calling Ryan. I forgot the the first, the last, the everything. Oh, first, first last, everything. Yeah, but that is. Uh, did I tell you that this 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 is something they do on on six music. Oh, I didn't know this. So we've stolen it from yeah. someone else. Yeah, but I've not stole it. We remodeled. So okay. Six Muse do a feature called First Last Everything. So it's the it's the first song the the first song that you loved, the last song that you loved, and your your everything so sort of encapsulates your whole musical taste. Okay, we well I, I look forward to the next spin off when we put some kind of distance to Desert Island discs. <laughs> Cause that's coming next. <laughs> <laughs> what could if what what are the remote uh, piece of land because we allude to that's not a desert jungle <laughs> <laughs> Ex- explain what we're doing forest jungle cassettes maybe <laughs> explain ryan uh, so we are going to to transplant the first last everything model yeah but we are going to apply that to our film tastes absolutely so we're, we're, we're going to explain our our our, our the first film we loved, the last film that we watched that we loved, and our everything one that, well, not not necessarily our favorite film, but can most encapsulate why we what it, the essence that we enjoy from films. Oh, I've put it. Oh no, no, you know what? I'll go along with that. Actually, my everything I feel like really encompasses who I am as a person. And what will be interesting, we're going to have a few other stray questions along the way as well. The listeners, I think. If they've listened to the 70-odd episodes we've recorded of the actual Dodging Death, I think the listeners can probably preempt a couple of these. Do you think? Possibly. I think they know us quite well. What concerns me when I was thinking about this before is how much of a cliché I am. <laughs> I, 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 I'll be surprised if people, if, if, if people get mad. I think I've got a few curveballs. Really? Yeah. Oh, you see. But you've not tried to 
try to be over you're be very self-indulgent you're not going to quote your citizen canes are you <laughs> <laughs> that's my concern oh i'm i'm going to be a pompous dickhead <laughs> no I've, I've not i've not i've not i've actually not um so shall we start with the first film you ever loved ryan what was yours so i've not i've not gone the the exact first no in chronological order I know okay was, i mean that's that... very much the question <laughs> no, because when you, I, I think you, you've got to, to to give away the answer to this yeah. question. Yeah, you need to go back to a time where you had some sort of like emotional intelligence. Shown. Oh, agreed. Yeah, you can't go because because if if we're going like first ever, like I'm saying like Conan the Destroyer or the Mask, and they're both. I can't say them. Do you know the first one I ever loved that they they were. Oh, you know what though? If you'd said the Mask, I, that would have been a really valid answer to this. I think. Do you think? No, well, I used to watch the, I used to watch Conan the Destroyer and then sort of like mimic everything that, 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 that Arnie was doing as Conan when I was like three. Okay. And I also used to watch daily, like multiple times a day. <laughs> I used to, I used to watch The Mask. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, so they, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that. I'm okay. Not, that, that's not what I'm going to lock in. Do you know what, that, what, what I like about this, though, is by giving this, you're showing your workings here, which I enjoy. Yeah, see, I, I always adopt the Kevin from Egghead's approach. <laughs> where it may not always be wanted, but I'll show it. I'll I'll, I'll explain why the other no, no, are I liked it. Yeah, before 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 locking the correct answer in. Yeah, I, okay. I'll, 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 I'll allow you, Kevin's. So so, what would you say was the first film when you reach a, a certain age that you really latch onto? So I would say I'm, I I would lock in as my first film that I loved was Back to the Future. Okay, so tell me how old were you at the time? I'd say I watched Back to the Future the first time when I was about eight. Okay, yeah, but I think that was that was the first film that I watched where I sort of I appreciated like what what it was doing the storytelling. Sort of, I appreciated the storytelling, yeah, and it sort of like I, I and it was like 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 a big a blockbuster film I like telling like a. Like an amazing story, got yep. got swept swept up in the whole thing. I like, love the characters, and I think then I, I sort of that, that I'd 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 track my love for film to to like like the start point, the origin point of that as being when I first watched Back to the Future. Really? Yep. How do you feel? You may not like this about the sequels. I personally think number three is terrible. No, see, see, I terrible. I enjoy them all. It, there was a point in my life, right? Oh when God. I preferred number two. I really? thought number two was the best one. I know. I, I know this, now, that, that, It that all was... kind of falls apart for me when they they keep going back, things start changing, they see themselves. It's like, oh, it doesn't really make any sense anymore. Oh, I love that. I love oh, that. Oh, yeah, no. Does the bit when he's on the chalkboard and he shows the, the different timelines? I thought mm. that, was, that, was a, that was a lovely visual graph. No, thank no, you. That, but... No, that shows you're a kinetic learner, weren't you? <laughs> Doc, Doc Brown didn't eat that. Uh, it, it was, it's not kinetic, is it? It's kinesthetic. kinesthetic. Oh, no, really, old joke. <laughs> oh, kinetic would be like as though you're, you're fast, you're fast moving, like kinetic energy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Kinesthetic. Oh, you, were, you, were, you were close. You were, I, I'll, yeah. I'll allow it anyway. Yeah, because it was it was. Th- this it, show isn't looking for those gags, Ryan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's I'm our allow. That's our safety net. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, I'm a visual learner. 
So, yeah. so Doc, Doc Brown's visual graph oh, explaining, I, I explaining don't, the multiple I don't like. I don't like where you're going with this, Ryan, because I feel like next you're going to tell me, because you're a Scorpio, <laughs> this isn't a thing. Or worse, one of my biggest pet peeves in life is when someone tells me they're Myers-Briggs letters. I'm like, oh, What's God. What's that? You, like when someone says, oh, I'm an iron." TJ, and that means that I only get along with. Oh, sit down. <laughs> I've never heard. Of Haven't you? No. Oh, that's a whole like like. Is that a whole world? You're unaware that's a whole of? world that I've yet to venture in. Oh, I'm, I'm yet down to, to journey into the You're Myers-Briggs. unaware of your Myers Briggs test result. <laughs> It's supposed to be like a, you know, it deep dives into your your personality and it characterizes certain traits that people have in a series of four letters. And people put so much onus onto this, it drives me insane. Oh. Yeah. I feel like it's weird that I don't know this. I, I'm baffled you don't. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm, I'm incorrect by being so, like, yeah, it's it like not, this is like what Paul's like in every episode. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> You're saying like a dead famous film. And he's like never heard of it. <laughs> like, Jack like, that's... Nicholson, no idea. <laughs> yeah. Jack Nicholson, no, not him. <laughs> never heard of him. <laughs> um, oh it, yeah, I'm astounded. So, so Back to the Future is your the first film you'd say yeah, you ever loved. Because I'd also to continue this, I I to this day. Will um, any in any film or book or TV show that's got time travel as an element to it? I am I am hooked. I I love time travel. I oh, love when, when time travel involved. The opposite. Yeah, when time travel is involved in something, I am on board. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I I I will tend to give leeway to things that are a bit shit. If it's if it's got time travel involved, I'll I'll, I'll be like I'm enjoying I'm enjoying the fact that they're going really? back in time and meeting famous historical figures here. I love that. Oh, I hate it. I go racing away from things like that. I absolutely speeding away. Ideally, at about eighty eight miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> um, the listeners could hear that coming a mile away. Oh that yeah, joke. <laughs> yeah. I knew, I knew it. I knew it. I could see in your eyes that you're leading towards a, a reference to the film. And then when you were saying about speed, I was like, okay, he's going to... Here it comes. He's going he's gonna to say the speed that, the, that, that it takes to make it go back in time, isn't it? Um, okay, so we are, we are locking that in. Yeah, back to back you, lo- Locked in is my first, and I'm, I'm very happy with that. I'm very comfortable with that decision. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm starting to wonder now whether the one I thought of is a bit too a bit too modern for this then because my one I mustn't have been as young as eight when it came out. I suppose we can find out when it came out. This I I would say the first film I ever truly loved was The Terminal with Tom Hanks, of course. Really? Oh, I, I didn't we have Terminal chat in there? In the, in the last, it came out in 2004, so you'd have been 10. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Um, yeah. Let me let me just see if that's true. Yeah, because um, didn't you think that the, your, you were born the day the terminal came out? No, I thought I was born the day Forrest Gump came out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That wouldn't make any sense because it came out in 2004. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and you're right, it did come out in 2004. Um, I just thought, I thought the music was great. I thought it was such good storytelling. And Isn't it based on a true story? It is based on a true story about Victor Navorsky. Oh, 
um, a man whose country ends up in turmoil and he is ultimately left without citizenship. And because of that, he can't leave the airport legally. But he also can't go back to his country because it really doesn't exist. Oh. So he ends up staying within the confines of the airport. I think it's a great story. Do you know what? I, I think I'd be, I'd be all right living in an airport. I don't think so. I mean, it's not ideal. I, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about my prospects. Where I might settle, settle one day. I'm not thinking John Lennon Air Force. That'll do. Terminal Three. Yeah. <laughs> Burger King on site. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, where do we sign the lease? <laughs> no, I just think that, like, in terms of uh, places to, you know, to to have to live. I think airport is it, it does have everything that you do need, and there's a lot of space. People are often you will encounter people in a good mood because they're about to travel, go on holiday. No, you don't. You encounter your grumpy businessman jet setting around the world. Mm, I think that that's because you're you're more familiar with the jet setting lifestyle. Oh, I hate. I, I'm, I, I'm I, only ever. I, in I hated the airport. <laughs> so I think the majority of people you would be like, oh, is it in a good mood? Oh, I mean, it, will, it will get grim, it, like absolutely. But I mean, you, I just you, think... you're, you're describing my life pre-lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every week I was in a bloody airport alone doing long-haul flights. It was yeah, if only if only you had like a, like a what do you call Vic, Victor Navorsky? Victor Navorsky. Yeah, you could have, he could have like accompanied you. With, he could have been your um, airport companion. That's true. He could have um, told me what to do and taught me the tips and tricks on how to swoon Catherine Zell- uh, Zitty Jones. <laughs> I was kind of, do you know what? I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen the term, you know. Really? It's really good. And the end, Stanley Tucci as well. The end, um, the, the reason he's there, I'm, I'm not going to give away, it's really heartwarming. And he's carrying around the entire film, this tin, and there's something inside the tin that the story wraps up with, and it's ah. such a sweet thing. Is I, he a drug mule? I... <laughs> <laughs> he's got heroin in his rectum <laughs> what a, the post credit scenes the, 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 them taking her out with a pair of pliers <laughs> um, no it's like such a nice story and the tin was for sale on a movie memorabilia site for like 600 pound and I, I was on the, the cusp of buying it and you know yeah. So that that does show it in um oh yeah like yeah, I would say yeah them. I would say even still I I think of that movie with such a um such a warm heart. Do you watch it? Do you watch it regularly? I uh, I watch it. I would say at this point probably thrice a year I watch it. Oh really? Oh yeah, that's very regularly. I don't know if I return to any film that regularly. Really? Thrice a year? No, no. Oh. I, I I do an annual watch, but I've even I've even stopped doing that as much lately. Oh, well, <laughs> well, I-, I watch others more consistently. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> I think thrice isn't a huge amount. But anyway, let's lock that in. I'm going to say the first one I loved was um, The Terminal. Hello? <laughs> um, <laughs> do you know what? Uh, you, 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 was, you so convinced me then about locking her in. I thought I was waiting for like a sound effect, like a sort of like a... Oh, really? Do you know when like tipping points when you, when you, when you lock her in, like drop zone two or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. It's like a... Vroom, 
I, I, I was waiting for that noise to sort of jolt me to life. Had I adopted my inner Ben Shepherd? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you are always giving off a bit of Shepherd vibes. <laughs> um, right, so before we come to its first, last, everything, we're going to have a bit of a buffer between between these. So the next question I have for you, Ryan, what is the best film you've ever seen in the cinema? Oh, okay. I've got one. Okay, so I'm pleased to do because I texted these questions earlier on today. I thought we were, we were playing with the theatre as though this was, this was you know on on the cuff. I, that was that was all that was all acting. Now. Oh, are we, oh, okay. Well, we'll we'll stick with that then. You can take <laughs> out you can edit out my little jai back there. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's leave it. In. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so my favorite film, which I. Which I prepared, <laughs> prepared a lot earlier. Look in. forward to my acting when you return the question back to me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was quite good. I saw myself in the museum. I was like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. The man can do it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get yourself some lessons. Some <laughs> um, so, uh, my, my favourite ever cinema experience was, without a shadow of a doubt, was when I first saw Inception. Really? Yeah. So I was. It, it was 2010. So I was 16. Okay. It was the. It was the first time I ever. No, the first time I ever watched a, a film in the IMAX in Liverpool. One. It wasn't right. the first film I ever watched in an IMAX. The first one I ever watched in an IMAX was a uh, 300. Do you remember that film? Oh, I do remember that With film. Gerard Butler and yeah. Um, Paul would like that. Oh yeah, he would. Like, I wonder if he's seen three hundred. There's absolutely no way he's. Yeah, seen we it. must. We must recommend that to him. He would enjoy <laughs> that film. Yeah, surely. No, I'd no, say surely, no, no. but you'd probably say this is Sparta. Do and he'd be like, nope, nope, no idea, nope, never heard of it. <laughs> um, um, so Inception. So Inception, first film I ever watched in, in ba- back in the days when Christopher Nolan was good. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not willing to jump on his back too much yet, because I, 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 although I wasn't overly fussed yeah. on Tenet, the man, the man as 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 now he he's proven non- himself. Yeah, he, non-stop yeah. hits before. No, yeah, I take yeah, it back. I'm, I'm just gonna say unnecessary jibe that. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put Tenet down to a to a to a bit of a dud, but hopefully. <laughs> It's not an um, it's not a sign of things to come. He gets mm. back he gets back on his uh, to to his to to his Dunkirk best. <laughs> <laughs> not that Dunkirk was his best one, it was just the one before the tenant. Yeah. Okay, so um what what about what about it were you, so, were you drawn to? I was the first time I watched it in in sort of in the IMAX, it was a bit it hasn't really it, they hadn't perfected like the, it. Yeah, I had felt the screen was that stretched like it was it what it, it, it although it was big, I don't think it was it was it was for the better of the film. Yeah, and I just I I, I, I wasn't I, I was a bit overwhelmed and really like it. Didn't think three hundred adapted to the format very well. Inception on the other hand, mm-hmm. so as soon as soon as I sat in the seats and and hands in was uh, score and it was like a vroom, yeah, and I felt the the seat shake. I was like, oh my god. This is going to be a spectacle. <laughs> this, this, I was, I was hooked straight away, and then, and then just immediate, and then it, it's one of the most um, original films I've ever seen in my life. That it, that it, it like sort of drops you into that dream logic world yep. straight away, and you bought it. You bought everything about like all, all this, these new ideas that he brought about about dream logic. That and you just, you just went, around, you, you went with the ride. You cared for all the characters, absolutely. 
and, and then and then obviously the soundtrack as well. Oh, next to, level to, to this. Um, so I went to see Hans Zimmer when he, he uh, live, and you're there waiting for time. I'm waiting for time, and he plays it in the encore as well. Oh yes, yeah. The man, the man knew how to build a build a set list, <laughs> uh, and yeah, brought a tear to the eye. Really? Yep. I, I I will tell you, you, I agree with everything you've said here. When I saw it and I immediately loved it, I do remember walking out of the cinema and there was a a, a dipsy blonde in front of me. Um, <laughs> I don't mean, you, I, it, it was a mirror. <laughs> oh, that was the same guy. I could see you going for it. <laughs> <laughs> I stood up from my chair. <laughs> <laughs> um and she she was with her boyfriend and said oh that was really good that what was the point in that spinning top though what was all that about oh, oh, oh love <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> um it, but, and, no very good good choice yeah and yeah i remember that th- just being completely amazed by it um and then and the the, the scene when um no joe scored and levis trying to get them to um like put them all together so they yep. get the kick to go and and the rotating the, the rotating oh, whole corridor excellent oh, <laughs> uh, when when uh, when josh lived 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 in paris yeah and i went to visit him uh we went to um we, we went to visit the bridge no no uh, oh yeah when, when he's showing when leonardo DiCaprio showing um what ellen ellen page around around uh, how to what, what it's like to be a dream architect and and she builds that bridge where she where she puts all the mirrors uh, facing each other. Okay, yeah, and and, and, and smashes them all. We, yeah, we we went to that bridge. Oh, and, we, and I performed. Did you get your photo? Uh, I performed um, my one of my most inc- my, my party piece. Are you well, aware of my party piece? I mean, I feel like I should be aware of it. I mean, you are. Go on. Uh, it, is it I, this with a thumb? No, no, it, it it is it is a hand gesture. Go on. Um, so it's this. So I'm I'm currently putting my index finger. On my, <laughs> I'm currently like hooking my third finger onto my index finger. Okay. Like so making making an oval between the index and the third finger. Do you right. Agree? <laughs> I would agree with that. And then the, the middle finger goes through like 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 a worm emerging from a hole. Well, it's a very accurate um, description. I'd, because it's such an unusual thing, I don't think people will be able to picture what he's doing. Uh, yeah, because th- th- this is my unique party piece. <laughs> so, even w- I wouldn't think, say it's a crowd pleaser. What What I'm trying to say is that even though I think that Inception is one of the most original, brilliant pieces of filmmaking ever, the most original thing that's ever happened on that bridge was me doing my my hand <laughs> party piece. <laughs> So it's the second best thing to ever happen on that bridge was Inception being made on it. it the first is me in 2017 on doing my doing my party trick. Um, IMDb, if we upload this recording, will undoubtedly give what you've just done a higher rating than Inception. <laughs> what is the rating of Inception? Oh, I don't know. It must be high. To be honest, I don't get it. I don't trust IMDb. No, no. But Inception's Rotten Tomatoes rating isn't as good as what you'd expect either. Mm, let's have a look. Um, IMDb, 8.8 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, 87 out of 10. Yeah, 87 out of 10? Oh, out of 100. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best reviewed film of all time. <laughs> 87 out of 10. I would say that's a pretty good score. 
Yeah, do you know what? I just think, I just think it should be it should be in like the nineties. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I agree. I, how thirteen percent of film critics that reviewed that went, thought that yeah. that event? No shit, that. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> I think that's insane. Um. Well, the 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 best film I've ever seen in the cinema. Mm-hmm. I was in the Isle of Man. <laughs> And um, my my friend Mark was doing a show down there and had somehow roped me in to going. Mm-hmm. And um, we, on the way back, Isle of Man, you've got to get a ferry, of course. Yes. Um, on the hence way, the aisle. It's hence the aisle, um, which is where we're putting our discs. <laughs> <laughs> Isle of Man dish. That's what we should, that's what we should do. Um, on the way back, we missed the ferry. And for whatever reason, had to stay overnight. Now I think of it, it sounds mental that we didn't just get the next ferry. <laughs> but we stayed. Yeah, it's not like it's like that that much off land, is it? At the Isle of Man, like it's it's like a. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to swim it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we we stayed overnight, and to kill time, thought, so well, let's go to the cinema, and uh, this particular film was on. So uh, we decided on getting snacks to go in, popped into Asda, and I bought myself a tray of a dozen iced buns oh. as my um, as my film snack. Yeah, and we headed in to see Gravity. Oh, yes, and I'll say. I was so engrossed in the film and found it such an incredible watch. I probably only got through about eight of the buns. <laughs> so ice buns, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have, um, I wouldn't have thought that would have been your your choice. I always find the ice. I do like an ice bun, but I always think it's a little bit dry. I prefer it when it's got jam in the center. Oh, I I agree. It was regrettable. to be honest the buns were the worst part of the whole experience because the film oh i thought it was spectacular watching it do you know i i agree with 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 gravity i think it was such it was such a great pictures watch that i will probably never watch it at home i completely agree with you i haven't watched it since yeah yeah so so i i just think it would it would it would lose a lot not everything on the big screen so I, i think it's i think that's a good one a good one for that reason. It um, requires... It, it, it required, It yeah. requires the cinema. Another one of those was um, the the boy with the... He was on a boat and there was a tiger. Oh, Life of Pi. Yes, another one. say the boy with only. the striped pajamas. I was going to say, oh my God, what, you what? monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's spectacle filmmaking at its best. <laughs> I want to hear the suffering and surround sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, what are you revealing here? <laughs> the boy with the striped pajamas is not a cinema movie. <laughs> um, yeah, so that that's my um that's what I'm locking in. Gravity, best film I've ever seen in the in the cinema. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, I'm I I'm locking in Inception. Okay, excellent. Now Ryan, are you someone who cries a lot at films? Um Do you I'm find not- yourself getting emotional? I, I'd say I get emotional. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say a lot. Though. Oh, really? I wouldn't say a lot. No, I wouldn't say a lot. I mean, I I, I am I am prone to the to, to the odd tear. Okay. But I I wouldn't say um, to an excessive level. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's a regular it's a regular occurrence. Okay. Like, like so, Inception though, when when time plays, it does it does bring a tear. 
Um, re- Inception never made me cry, although I am someone not, who does like fill up quite a lot. At yeah, it, it, not that it doesn't make me cry, but like it's sort of more. It's you're, over, you're overwhelmed with it. It's, it's, yeah, it's that sweeping rather mm. that that that's the sort of the jerker in in, in that occasion. Not the fact that what's <laughs> happening is, is is quite sad or anything. Yeah, now I get yeah. that. Um, well, can you tell me of anything? What film makes you cry the most? Oh. Or what film do you look back on and think, oh, I, um, it really got me that one? See, but I feel I, I don't want, I don't want to remain in the same in, in, in the realm of the same director. Oh, here we go. But so it, well, I feel there's a story behind it, so I'm going to explain it. Okay. So I love going to the going to the pictures, and yeah. I, I I consider it a regular occurrence. Obviously, this year with what's happened with the world, yeah, meant so. that all the cinemas had to close. My first film upon returning to the to the cinema in what would have been I don't know, was it July maybe probably was was Interstellar. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so it was sort of the fact that it was it was to see that. And and go making the return to making the return to the pictures, and then there's the there's the part in Interstellar when they go to that um, the the water planet and mm-hmm. and time um, time moves differently there. So so the 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 uh, they're only there for like an hour. Yeah. But they've they've missed for thirty years on the on the ship and on like Earth's time, and then Matthew McConaughey watches. Uh, the video of uh, all the videotapes that his that his kids have sent him of their like of their like, like their video diaries of what uh-huh. what they've been up to and he's seeing them grow up in this like show and he and he and he's and he's crying and he wells up yeah that makes me sob oh but, yeah but the, the, because I was in the it, like it was the returns of the pictures and stuff like that uh-huh. like that sort of that that heightens all the emotions also it's the swell of the music again Ryan the swell of the music I'm I'm a sucker for hands it seems like you are <laughs> I am. But no, very, very, very solid choice that. Yeah. Um, mine, I, I think I've discussed this on the actual show. Big Hero Six. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? This is another one I've not seen. Oh, I've you seen see, Big it's, Hero Six. I have seen this and a shocking amount of times. I I know the film incredibly well, yet not once have I watched it and not bawled at the end. <laughs> and that's really not an exaggeration either. I'm sni- like tissues everywhere. It really gets me. <laughs> oh, I, it, it, it is like him. It's it's like a kids' film, isn't it? That it but is. Like, it's. A, yeah. it's a, I don't mean that in like a, a in a dismissive way. Yeah, I mean like the way like the way like Pixar's. Pixar's well, it's it's got your, your classic Pixar moment, but this oh, it tears my heart to pieces. Another one um, on a similar vein to Go that on. is it, Toy Story three. Absolutely. Oh, agreed, agreed. Oh, yeah. Go on. <laughs> um, right. So, um, I hope people are taking notes here. In fact, on our Patreon, we'll put this as a list if anybody does oh. want to. Oh, good I want to want to refer to them. Mm. Um, so, right, next one on the list. Is there a film, Ryan, that really you know is a little bit shit? Or maybe a film that really didn't receive any kind of critical acclaim, but you still love? <sighs> See, one of the ones that I was, I was going to use for this, 
is is this and it's again <laughs> oh here we go how no, zimmer did the music no it's not it's, Nolan. it's not christopher nolan okay it's um but it, it's related to time travel again okay <laughs> <laughs> so there's a film but i know this this is shit right but go it's on. got some mad nostalgic value for me and i don't know why there's a film called the time machine okay i've never heard of it yeah so, so it's 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 the is it hg wells is is his story okay the time machine but like it, it's the adapta- it, the adaptation of that of that and uh, and it's just about that story and it's and it's like um uh, jeremy irons plays like a more in the future and it's like it, it's absolutely panned and it should and it is dreadful <laughs> but I, i've not watched it for ages and i feel like if it did return to it i probably would agree but in my mind that film is brilliant <laughs> Well, I'm looking here. It's got 29% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, Guy Pearce is in it. You're right. Yeah. Jeremy Irons. Yeah. H.G. Wells. Okay. Yeah. So, but is it one of those films that you're nervous about going back to just yeah. in case? Yeah. Because I've got it. It's got it's got such a like like a great nostalgic value in my heart, and it, and I like because I do tend to give leeway to things that do have time travel in it. Yeah, okay. So, like, so I, I I love all the all the Bill and Ted films. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, but I don't know if they're actually considered to be a bit shit, but it's because it's got this hard travel thing, so I oh. think it's, it elates me, it thrills me. <laughs> and, and honestly, anything where some where someone goes back in time and they're encountering historical figures and they're like in their life I'm just I'm I'm You I'm, you've got hot tub time machine on loop in yours, don't you? <laughs> I do like that film. <laughs> no, I know I watched them. Um, I watched Hot Tub Time Machine two. Okay, on uh, on your iPad on our way home from Las Vegas. Oh really? Yeah, because my 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 screen was broken uh, on on my um, on my seat. No, my uh, in front of me on the uh, uh, yeah yeah. And I, I think I've said this to you on, on the show and just in the past anyway. I can't sleep sitting upright, so I couldn't sleep on our overnight flight home. And you and Paul were both uh, were both away, and you and you lent me your iPod. And I oh, watched, well, there you and go. Hot Tub Time Machine Two was on there. <laughs> why? Why on earth would I have put that on? Considering I haven't seen Number One. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's such a mental thing for me to have on there. Oh, maybe, maybe it was definitely. I've not made that up. It was definitely Hot Tub Time Machine <laughs> on your iPod. Maybe it was Hot Tub Time Machine One, and I I enjoyed the stuff since I watched Hot Tub Time Machine Two. When did when did it come out? Um, number two. Let's yeah. have a look. Because that was 2015 that we went that we made, that we done that holiday. So, um, 2015. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I was telling you the year it came out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, one, what, what one was that? The number two came out 2015. Yeah, number- so you, you, you must you must have, because um, it was new or something. Yeah, it would have been hot, hot off the press. I, I got hold of it. <laughs> yeah, you must have like, illegally downloaded it or something. <laughs> <on your iPad. laughs> it, um, it said along the bottom, this is a screener. <laughs> <laughs> I always wonder, because it's actually someone from... Um, no, because they all, all the films from from the board, yes, a judge. Yeah, yeah, and it's like someone from the academy is yeah. like is like leaks out, it's like, it's like, out black market DVDs. Yeah. Is is it like Jack Nicholson or something like oh, <laughs> <laughs> putting this on it on the torrent website? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, the so this this question, I'm going to give you two potential answers to this. Yeah, um, one is is really very on the nose 
for me, and you'll see why I I was put off saying it. That is Mamma Mia. <laughs> Because really, I wanted to hate it. It's not a good film. The way they tie in the the songs to the plot is Very so contrived. But it's such fun. <laughs> yeah, it's classic. It's classic Avid, isn't it? It's oh like, yeah, uh, you can't not yeah, like you, it. You know it. You know it's not really like <laughs> uh, I. Like high high quality, but you know, there's something about it that, 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 that thrills you. <laughs> the thrills you you're very cool. Well, it got looking here fifty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which is interesting because the one I'm actually gonna go for is also in your fifties, fifty three percent. It's Meet Joe Black. <laughs> Have you so- seen it? Uh, I have seen it. So there's the film, the famous part of that film. Is I thought the collision. Was, yeah, I thought that was the end. It's actually the beginning. Oh yeah, we're five minutes in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, when I approached that film, I thought, oh, I know what happens at the end of this film. That he gets. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 uh, it's five it's minutes a, in. I feel like you can say it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he gets hit by a car. <laughs> also, it came out in '98. <laughs> it's also incredibly long um is it let's have a look it's oh my it is it's three hours and one minute yeah like like what, what meet joe black 100 minutes that's what that should be <laughs> that should even break you two hours classic like, reference for me it should be the same length as phone booth <laughs> yeah like that like the meet joe black i it's mad that i would have to watch that in like two sittings maybe do you know what i mean <laughs> it's, like, I, it's like that that the, whoever was the fellow directed that called martin martin do you want me to tell you you're, you're well, right it's he, he directed he directed a few bond films as well oh, okay um i'm gonna say i, I, I can't get martin short on me i don't know it's not him um, scent of a woman and beverly hills cop he also directed Martin, oh, it's a good with an S. Begin to the B. I'm not going to get it. Uh, Martin Brest. Ah, I wouldn't have got that. Yeah, music by Thomas Newman, which is excellent. Um, I, I in my, I haven't seen this in years. Uh, so Martin, sorry, Martin Brest didn't direct any of the Bond films, did he? I've got, I've got, I've got that wrong. Oh, I don't know. I've, yeah, I've, I've, I've gone away. I, I was thinking of it was someone else. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I've not seen it in years. I remember loving it though. And I, I think it'll still stand if you, you know, can watch it over a few days. You know what? Brad Pitt sells a film for me. And don't forget there's Anthony Hopkins. Mm, Hopkins less so, but Brad Pitt. Well, they, <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, I, I to be honest, I, I, I stand by this choice. I'm not, I, 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 I don't think I've watched me Joe Bach for, I, I don't remember anything about it, really. Um... Shall we? Shall we make a night of it? <laughs> <laughs> well, what the hell? It's, it's, it's a way to fill some time, isn't it? No, I know. The heft, hefty old piece, meet Joe Black. <laughs> <laughs> you may, it should be called Get to Know Joe Black. <laughs> Get intimately acquainted with Joe Black. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm best friends with Joe Black by the end of it. <laughs> um, right. What, Ryan, was the last film you loved? So, we're, we're returning back to the theme. Okay. So with this one, yeah. again, I've been a, I've been a bit loose with the, with the okay. question. I hope you don't mind, right? Uh, yeah, at this point. So 
the the last film sort of I love released chronologically. Yes. Yeah. What was it? Was a horror film called The Oak Room, which was great. And it, but but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lock that in. It's the last because I've 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 watched the film since then. Like sort of, I'm going on my timeline rather on the timeline that it was released. Okay. You should watch The Oak Room. I've never heard of that. I've just made it, a note of it. It's new. It's and it's got um, it's got Walt Junior in from Breaking Bad. Oh, okay. Fantastic, great film. Uh, yeah, it was, it was released at a, 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 a horror film festival called Grimfest. Right. Uh, that was that was done virtually this year because obviously the pandemic. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it was. It, I watched it as a part of that, and it, it was it's it's brilliant. So definitely watch that. But I, what I'm going to lock in is my last because I watched it like two days ago. It's a, it's a it's a it's a a film from 1948. So okay. chronologically, but it's called it, Key Largo. Have you, have you heard of it? Never. So it's got, it's got Humphrey Bogart, Lauren Bacall, and Edward G. Robinson in. Okay. And I, I always watch it when I'm feeling a, a little bit ill. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I'll, I'll, it's your go to. Yeah, because so just what happens, Humphrey Bogart is a, a, a Brazilian soldier from World War II. And it was some um, a soldier in his platoon uh, who died, um, he goes to visit his family. Okay, and it and it and it's it's his wife and his and his dad and the owner the owner hotel in Key Largo in Florida, and uh, in the Florida Keys, yeah, and and um, and there's a storm as he's there, which 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 sort of locks them locks them in. But there's also a gangster who's um, who who was returned. He, he he's been like sort of he's in exile in Cuba, and he's okay. returned to America to to um to to do like a uh, to. It's like a it's like a counterfeit money deal, and um, so but so they're all within within one room. Oh, okay. In the, in the hotel, there's 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 there's, 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 there's tension. It's got it's got Edward G. Robinson as as um, as as a gangster and who's an amazing actor. It's got Humphrey Bogart in, just just obviously just oozing oozing I'm, charisma. I'm sold. It, yeah, yeah, but it's because it's, because it's like such a. Um, it's like it, there's this big storm going on. I always think it's a good film to like, sort of, like when you're feeling a bit unwell, you can like watching like a cover. And yeah, it, and it sort of, yeah. It enhances. It. It's like it's it's like it's it's like it's raining loads outside, sort of. It, <laughs> you it, can it, hear it, that pitter patter. Yeah, yeah. I just I just think it it. You got yourself some snacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Well, I I wonder whether I I potentially have misjudged this. Um, category because oh. i i really took this as the last film that replaced the pre the first love of the oh. terminal see but this is the interesting thing about this feature i think it depends you we're, we're just throwing first last everything you take that however you want oh and indeed but, i have yeah yeah so so neither of us what what it really should mean <laughs> is is the chronologically the last film like the last new film that you loved but, i see yeah but neither of us are looking at it no <laughs> there's um not been many hits released this year <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um so for me and you're gonna roll your eyes the film that's really replaced the terminal for me Notting Hill, Notting Hill, Notting Hill. But so is so you you've taken this last thing. So your isn't Notting Hill is your favorite film, isn't it? Well, well it it is, um, and I say that because I only saw it about for the first time. I would say less than two years ago. Oh, really? You it's, could say I, one year ago. <laughs> 
I always think Notting Hill, right? I I I might have never like watched Notting Hill in like one sitting. I don't I don't know if I've just like caught like loads of pieces snippets of it on you, you Frankenstein it together yeah on ITV too the narrative of Notting Hill might be completely different to what I actually think it might, you, it might, you've I, watched I'm, a kind of end beginning you're time travelling Notting Hill is what you're doing <laughs> yeah I'm so thrilled by <laughs> that bet you'll enjoy like, it <laughs> yeah I can't enjoy just like a linear film it's like it goes chronologically <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if if it hasn't got like a historical figure in there as well, I'm like, oh no. So I've like I've like I've like invented my own bit when Hugh Grant's talking to like Woodrow Wilson before World War One. <laughs> <laughs> we about all the historical figures. That is I, mental. That I was your go-to. Woodrow Wilson. <laughs> That's random of choices. Bizarre. Yeah. Bizarre. Um, I like, baffled myself there. But yeah, I so I saw it about two years ago, immediately loved it. I've watched it more times than Big Hero 6. And yeah, I I think it's so funny. Big fan of Richard Curtis generally. Um, mm. And yeah, I, I think really, Curtis, really cinema doesn't get better. Richard Curtis though has came under, came under fire recently, hasn't he? For what, for what purpose? Um from the writer of yesterday so yesterday i came out last year the film the it was the musical about the the beatles where the fella he has like a yeah an accident anyway anyway and he wakes up in a world where the beatles didn't exist i'm i'm not i'm not all that about the beatles so i never watched it yeah well i, I do love the beatles but like, I, I i was never really james corden's in it so like, oh, okay i didn't watch it <laughs> I, I i was i wasn't that fussed on the on the on the premise anyway yeah and um but the the original writer of of the, of that story of that plot, the film yesterday was a bit dark. So so in the film, he um, he, he 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 starts like performing Beatles music that he remembers uh, just from before his accidents that the world now no longer does. Yeah. and uh, and he go gets like super famous uh, in the film in the in the original script. Um, he it was darker, and he and he and he never um. And he never got famous for, oh. for performing the Beatles stuff, so it's a bit darker. Okay. So Richard Curtis changed changed like the script, and he apparently never gave no credit or something to the original screenwriter, and they got 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 real people people turned on him on the internet. Mm. Uh, I I remain Team Curtis. <laughs> you, you'll be surprised to hear. <laughs> um, right, we have two more, Ryan. Okay. So we are approaching the festive season. We are. Do you know what? Do you know what I saw yesterday? I what? saw someone um, a house that I walked past. I Christmas lights up already. Really? I, my, it's not even Halloween. Yeah, I think that's that should be illegal. I bought mince pies yesterday. Do you know what? Though? A mince pie. It's a shame that a mince pie is only um, a, a dessert consumed uh, at a certain time of the year. I, uh, I agree. I, I'm such a fan. I'll I, tell you I, what I, else is good. Um, have you had the German treat, the Lebkorn? Korn? Leb? Are you call it Lebkuchen? <laughs> Lebkorn? <laughs> You're bloody hosting elocutioncoach.co.uk. Yeah, but I'm not teaching how to pronounce in German. <laughs> yeah, but bloody, the, the word is spelled, I'm sure it's spelled L-E-B-K-U-C-H-E-N. Um, let and, me have and, a look. And then yeah. you, you went for that, Lebkorn. 
Okay, you spell it L E B K U C H E N. Is that what I said? I don't know. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> um, oh, I tell you, they're good. They are good. Oh, they are unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. I yeah. mean, you, 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 you're yeah. hit. You're kicked in the bollocks of the spices. Oh, they, they blow mince pies absolutely out of the water. I'm a fan of mince pie, and in comparison, Leib <laughs> Cooking is a different league. <laughs> yeah, absolute next level. It, it, pa- it pains me to say it. I might agree with you. Oh yeah, it's it's sort of like. Like the, I love it when it's got like a crispy, crispy outer shell. You sort of, I sort of like. Yet it's still rest, soft. Yeah, I rest the teeth on 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 the crispy outer shell. That's <laughs> how I approach the lab cooking, and sort of I create like a little crunch nose. Though like I, I'm walking across like in a <laughs> like like an ice an icy lake, and, and it's that and, and it loads of cracks appear in it. That's what I do with the teeth at the top of the lab cooking, and 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 then I sort of like look at that and admire what I've done, and mm. then I pounce. Then then I then I then I enjoy the soft center. But, you know, uh, uh, for any listeners who haven't had it, don't be mistaken to think the whole thing is like a, a coated shell. There's only a bottom of coating. The top is the exposed innards, essentially. Yeah, oh, no. Isn't the top... Um, the top's like a, like, 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 like a sort of a sugar, sugary outer shell, is it not? No! no I mean, to be honest, the, the top can be decorated in a variety of ways, so yeah, it really yeah, depends I'm, where you'll get your sauce and your Leibkuchen. Yeah, I wonder what your Aldi, your Aldi variety lab cooking's here. Um, oh well, mine were also got from 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 Aldi as well. I'll put a picture of them up on the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, the, the Christmas is approaching. Yes. So the what? holidays are coming, as Coca Cola famously say. Um, oh, you see, I'm excited about seeing the van. Uh, see, I used to. I got excited, but there was time. I'd say probably between ages ten to sixteen. No, I was excited to see. I was excited to see the van, and then and then I stopped being that. I've, I've never, I've never reclaimed the joy. Oh, of, that's of, a, that's of a shame. Van. That I do you know what it, it was probably. I saw Inception. And I thought, oh, it's <laughs> better. I, I need a new, a new level, a new kind of spectacle now to thrill me. <laughs> I'm chasing me next fix. How I, I need, I need Hans no longer would a big red van cut it. Yeah, Hans. If Hans had done the music for the for the big red van for the big red van advert, I'd be like, I'll be all, I'll be all over it. But unfortunately, yeah, it's not so. So it does, it doesn't land on me anymore. No, that's a shame. But with it approaching, have you got a film, Ryan, that you watch in the run up or maybe even on Christmas Day, like a tradition each year? Oh, well, I, see, I do. But I don't want, I don't want this. This. Oh, I, I, I see where you're veering already here. It makes me nervous. Yeah, because we're, we're gonna turn, we're gonna turn to that cliche chat, aren't we? Or whether it is Die Hard Christmas. Oh time. no, I'm nipping it in the bud, uh, and I'm not allowing it on the air. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't. We're, we're a better kind of podcast. Oh, we man. are. Yeah, we're, we're a better class of podcast. We're not. We're not doing. We're not doing the, the, this. People aren't really serious a Christmas film, but when you watch it, actually, <laughs> it's like all right. <laughs> See, I do watch it. I, I so I watch Die Hard every uh, okay. every runs for every Christmas. So I'd say that. Oh. Also, if if you want to lock in, regrettable this answer, question. If you want to lock in a different answer, I do. The first time that I um that I ever watched. Uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off was at 6am 
one um one on Christmas morning. Oh, I like that. And, yeah, and 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 that's still so in my mind. I'm, I I sort of associate with with Ferris Bueller with that viewing of it. Yeah, you another know what? One, Solid one that. Yeah, another one I would say is um because there's a bit of a different different type of film is uh, the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Okay. I, as, as when the when the weather gets like very <laughs> when the weather outside is frightful, right? <laughs> <laughs> the, um, <laughs> I like I like to set the fire that's so delightful, right? <laughs> and I watch um because it's there's loads of um so Jesse James has got is have you have you have you heard of him? I have, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's Brad Pitt plays uh, Jesse James and yep. then um Casey Affleck's Robert Ford, and it's like about the legends of Jesse James, uh, but there's loads of like outdoor scenes where there's a pretty scene. And it's like it's a snowy landscape, and I think that that's quite that's it's quite appropriate for like a crisp morning view in Jesse mm. James. Yeah, and obviously again, outstanding film, amazing soundtrack. Again, I fear mine, you know, comes from a less lofty level. <laughs> when I tell you on the run up to Christmas each year, the beginning of December. For maybe six years now, I watch the film You've Got Mail. <laughs> Why is there is it what 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 is it about You've Got Mail that, that gives it that festive Well, there is a um there is a Christmassy underscore to it. Um the 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 middle section of the film revolves around the festive season. Is it? Oh, yeah. So um, I don't um, I I don't I, I have seen you got mail, but I don't remember it. It's Dave Chappelle in it. Dave Chappelle is in it. He's Tom Hanks's friend. Again a return of Hanks. <laughs> um but I, I yeah, I really like it. It fills my heart with warmth. Um it's about a bookshop and often then I will venture into into your bookshops nearby, you know, around the Christmas time, have a little peruse. Oh. I yeah, I really like it. So um, that would be mine. None of your cliched shite over there. <laughs> <laughs> cliched shite. I locked in with the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. <laughs> um, right. Final question, Ryan. Okay. This is your everything. What film would you say, not necessarily your a film you think is the best film but what film would you say represents you the most see i've not gone represents me though because because <laughs> if it, it'd be a damn indictment to myself if it was, it's more really you've written like... your own questions here <laughs> i sent you mine and you're like okay you're you're very much your theresa may is just answering her own questions <laughs> My everything is running through a field of wheat. <laughs> um, so, so I, my favorite film, I'd say, or a film that I think is, is the be- is the best, is probably *Raging Bull*. I'd still okay. say that's that's what I've that's what I've got with number one. But that doesn't represent my film taste. Okay, I don't think. Even though I think Martin Scorsese is my favorite director, I wouldn't say. I I tried to pin it down to like. Funny you say that with none of the films you've mentioned previously being his. Oh yeah, it's strange. Isn't yeah, it? w- one would have a guess that it would be your, um, you know, Lunds. Uh no, Martin Scorsese is 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 is, is, is no. I uh, he 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 um 
he trumps Nolan for me. Okay. I mean, it's it it is it's a it's a close contest, mm. but it's a good contest. Yeah, real good matchup. <laughs> but I'd say I'd say Marty comes on top at the okay. end. Um, but I'm not even going to use a, a Scorsese film as my. But he was just better it. on the day, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I'm not. I wouldn't. Even, I'm not even going to say that a Scorsese film is my everything. What what I'm going to say is Chinatown. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so if it is again, it's not. It, it is in my top ten favorite films, but I've boiled it down. I've I've used Chinatown because I love anything that's noir. Yeah, which that that is um, obviously in abundance has an abundance. In abundance, yeah. It's um, I love anything that's like a, that's got a private detective as the main character in it. Yeah, I, I love a private detective protagonist, mm-hmm. that, and that and that is probably the greatest private film with a private detective in it i love films that do a, a conscious homage to a previous film form okay so chinatown is a neo-noir so it's it's consciously a tribute to the 40s film noirs so and i and so i love it when something does that so sort of like, it, it's, like sli- his- it's slightly taking you back in time yeah the <laughs> <laughs> so the history of film film genre is is sort of sort of a character and a piece oh i love that okay and i i don't think a film, a film does that better than chinatown does it with does it with film noir what did you think of hugo hugo oh i love hugo yeah easy yeah, yeah yeah i know yeah oh yeah amazing film yeah. um but yeah no, nowhere near like one of my favorite films but like a great film from a crafting point of view very good <laughs> yeah and obviously that that does the it's very consciously about the history of film isn't it hugo? yeah 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 i think with hugo um it's it's the last good use of 3d film has there been any well i think hugo because there's that scene when it does it, it swoops through like the train station and when you've got the the glasses and you sort of you're swooping through the train station no it's very uh, spy kids 3d when the big thumbs point at you through the screen <laughs> <laughs> um, i think there will be another in like 15 years time or something there'll be a, there'll be another movement from like produced film producers being like Let's give 3D another go. Do you it's think like, they'll yeah, have another, yeah. I, I another crack at it? Yeah, yeah. And, and everyone's like, I, it just, I don't like it when it comes out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd, rather, I'd rather not have the glasses on. I know. It adds nothing for me 3D. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't thank you for it. <laughs> um, so, go on. so back to my everything. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the dialogue with, with um, in, in, in Chinatown is amazing. It's obviously got an unbelievable force from Jack Nicholson in it, mm-hmm. and it, it's it's set in LA. It's just like all these aspects. If you if you if you take these individual aspects of a film, you probably say, "Oh, you'll like that." Like that, and it probably I I probably would like it if it's done yeah. well. And so, in Chinatown brings brings them all together, all encompasses so that, them all. Yeah, so that's that's why I'd say it my everything. Okay, very yeah. solid answer that. Can't help but think, much like everything else in this podcast, mine's... <laughs> <laughs> you had to go me for not thinking this through as well. No, that's true. If you were to guess mine, Ryan, what would it be? Um, Considering the fact Notting Hill has now been taken out of the equation. Yeah, so I thought, I thought not, I, I fully expected Notting Hill to be your everything. Yep. Um, what would I say? I, I well, I'll... I'll I'll answer for you unless you can buzz in beforehand. The film I think 
as much as a cliche as it would be for me to say, the film I think really characteri- characterizes what I like in cinema, Bridget Jones's Diary. Really? Yeah, I'll tell you why. Because it's solidly written. It's funny. <laughs> You've got a great soundtrack. It's heartwarming. Yeah, but I feel like I feel like Bridget Jones. Um, I feel like it's more aimed at like, I I I like a person who is a Bridget Jones. I wouldn't say you're a Bridget Jones. You're not like a um a haphazard. Um, no, but really, Bridget I'm more looking have... towards your um, you know your your Hugh Grant's. Um, hold on. Colin Firth. I'm really looking towards your Hugh Grant and your Colin Firth's in the role. Oh. You know. See, see, see I thought, like, people who would say Bridget Jones, they, everything would be like, oh, I, I'm such a Bridget Jones. I'm a, I'm, 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 I'm a klutz who's uh, like, get, 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 always getting myself into, into crazy situations. I mean, you do often find yourself in crazy situations. No, that's true. true. And I am often on the couch of my pants eating ice cream. <laughs> Oh, maybe so. Maybe you're yeah. more like the Bridget Jones than what I thought. Yeah. yeah. Sad songs in the background. <laughs> Did Richard Curtis just have anything to do with, with, with Bridget Jones? Yeah, it's his film. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh. He, you've got Hans Zimmer. I've got Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I honestly think that's a film that would sum up things I really enjoy. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Well, there oh, you, you go. Know. I I found this has been lovely. It's been very chilled. It has. No, I've got I've got I've got a leg up. That that's that's how chilled I am. <laughs> and you know what? We went through the whole episode without the threat of P. Price coming to realization. He could have came in at any moment, and he didn't. He didn't. Yeah. So I suppose that's the happy ending. Um. I mean, not that kind of happy ending, but it is. <laughs> it's a happy ending. <laughs> um right well this list of of the films we've we've said will be on the patreon which is ryan uh, patreon.com forward slash dodge and death podcast uh feel free to you know go on there let us know what yours would have been we'll put mm. the categories and everything if you if you don't pay for the patreon you can just email us what yours would have been as well we'd love to know yeah um like to know. yeah the I think that's I think that's worth it. The actual dodging death will be back next Monday. Yes. And you can drop us an email, as I say, with a list or anything at all. So dodgingdeathpodcast at gmail.com. I've been in I was trying to find a very clever way to shoehorn in the final line of Chinatown in because it's got one of the most memorable final lines. Forget it, Jake, it's Chinatown. Okay. I was trying I was really trying to forget it Stephen at Chinatown or forget it uh, Pete it's Chinatown but I couldn't do it but anyway that's what I was thinking so you know what because because we're not looking we're not looking for those moments here Ryan I'm just gonna let you say the line and we'll wrap up the show forget it G it's Chinatown leave dodging death a five star review on iTunes ha <laughs> ha